Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. I am your host, Adam Healy, with my other host, Angel Villanueva. We are coming to you finally. Holy cow. Angel, it's been it's been a couple weeks. It's been a long time since we've had an episode. Uh, we've had major technical difficulties. And so we're coming to you for another episode. Uh, just to let you guys know, I'd like to uh, have the listeners rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, we'd like to hit us up there. Um, you can get a hold of us in those three platforms, Twitter, Facebook page, and Instagram at Fight on Montana. We want to get you to get a hold of us so we can make this podcast better for you guys, what you guys want to hear. Angel, we are on, man. We are live. I know, man. It's been too long, dude. I mean, to the listeners out there, we've just been having such difficulty just trying to get on the air or just get something recorded, you know, so apologize for, you know, the short, but rest assured, at least for right now, you know, we're going to be okay. And there's yeah. another day and camp started today That's awesome. or started yesterday. So it's, it's yesterday, been a good yeah. couple of days. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. Just before we get into guys, yep. we're going to yep. uh, do some big sky media days review before we do that. We'd like to just give some updates, give some shout outs to some former Grizz um, first Alexa coil. Uh, she's playing pro soccer. I believe it was like in Germany. I I'm not quite sure, um, but she scored her first goal on her first pro match. So shout out to Alexa coil. That's awesome, as well as Lady Grizz Basketball. Mackenzie Johnston just signed up for her pro basketball over in Germany. And I think it's like the second highest league in Germany playing from Falcons Bad Hamburg TG. Um, so give a shout out to her as well. Uh, making, you know, Lady Lady Grizz so uh, soccer and basketball proud, man. There's no way you said that right. <laughs> to begin with. Oh, oh come on now. You got to get you got to give me something, man. Is that how you actually say it? Falcons. So that and I I had a, I had got to give you something. A, a, Falcons yeah. and then it's bod b a d so it's not bad, it's bod. Bod Hamburg H O M B okay. like burger Hamburg and then T G. Yeah. I'm probably you mean, know, I'm probably, probably not man. saying it right. Well, they come up with these names. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Who knows? People yeah. people know that we're not notorious for that, you know? Grammatical errors happen quite a bit on this show. You know, but what exactly. a cool experience. Think about it, you know? Having that opportunity to go play pro and love the family, who you're, where you're from, you know, what you stand for. I think that's one of the coolest things, man. It really gives you an opportunity to go travel. I think that's the biggest thing that's appetizing to any person that, you know, yeah, it's not the major leagues, but you have an opportunity to continue professional, put that resume. And on top of that, you get to go explore the world. I mean, you're in countries like Germany, you know, Europe, doing things. You know, Herb, Herbert Gambo, I think he's I think he's in Spain right now playing, he's you know, kind of yep. professional brain. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to them and we're rooting for you. So also soccer, you know, everything, everything's starting up, you know, soccer starting, football starting. Soccer's got exhibition matches coming up here August 15th and 16th. So Lady Girls Soccer, you know, we're, we're rooting for you. If you guys are in Missoula, make sure August 15th and 16th, you're going to check out those games and uh, support uh, Grizz soccer as well. So, But, man, we've got some football to talk about. You know, we got, you know, two weeks ago, Big Sky Media Days happened. You know, they were in, I believe it was at Spokane. I believe it was in Spokane. Also on the ESPN Plus of networks. So Dylan Cook, Jace Lewis, and Coach Houck were representing us. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool that Dylan Cook and Jace Lewis, you know, 
being former walk-ons was really cool to just have those guys represent us and just them being you know the guys that they are representing us there mm -hmm. and i think it's one of the coolest things ever just thinking about you know uh, the life of a walk-on you know coming in everybody already doubting you kind of being at the bottom of i mean you're not even at the bottom of the depth chart as far as you know scholarship players that aren't playing yet you're you know someone in the real world you're underneath them you know, trying to work your way up so you have an extra layer to kind of really overcome. And I see a lot of these guys come in and, you know, really kind of prove themselves. And I think they end up, you know, they always carry that chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. You know, if you kind of see how Dylan plays, you can definitely tell that he plays with a chip on his shoulder. If you watch how Jace Lewis plays, you can definitely see that he comes in with a chip on his shoulder, you know? So I think seeing these guys come in make the most of their opportunities and work their way up to not only be, you know, a, a key player, in, in a program, but really leaders, you know, a lot of people look up to those guys and a lot of people, you know, that they, they, they have a lot of expectations to kind of overcome. And I think one of the most beautiful things when players come into this program and really kind of just take it by stride, take it day by day and get to a point where they build themselves up, you know, and once they build themselves up, they have an opportunity to shine. And I think those guys are really curated of the whole spectrum of all programs, all players, you know, regardless of level, and they just come with a different type of attitude and respect, you know, than maybe some of those guys that came in with scholarship, man. Just a, a different type of humble, all I can say. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, it, it just shows that, you know, you put the work in, you develop, you're going you're gonna to be there. And so those guys are the epitome of that grit, that blue-collar work, uh, workmanship. So yeah. shout out to them. Um, what did you think – of Big Sky Media Days. Did you have any takeaways from it? You know what? It's always one of those things where I think players come in and they have the scripted, you know, kind of like, oh, well, that team's so great and, you know, yeah. we're going to do the best that we can, you know, but no one really comes in blatantly saying, hey, you know, well, we're the best team in the league and there's there's nobody that's going to stop us. You know, I think there's a couple teams that know that they're pretty damn good, but no one yeah. actually really says it. I think it's kind of a funny, like, mental game. You know, it's one of those things that any opportunity you have to get a mental edge on your opponent, you got to take mm -hmm. it, you know, if, even if that means waking up 30 minutes before they do. If that means having workouts an hour before they do, you know, by the time I mean, you see people post about it all the time. I'm up before the sun rises and I'm already done with my workout. You know, you see those types of posts all the time. And so I think it's pretty interesting and I kind of kind of fun. I find it kind of funny that players come in and they're all, you know what, that program's so great. We're going to be all right. You know, we're, we're just working day by day, putting in the work of the summer and kind of letting the fruits of our labor show, you know. But I realistically, I think there's a couple of teams that are like, hey, we're, we're about to beat some ass. Nobody's no one even knows. And I think <laughs> I think realistically, we're one of those teams, man. I mean, that's yeah. not to say that we're getting too cocky, but. You know, it's real promising when you you you, you kind of know when you're around a football team, you know, where your strengths at, where your weakness is at. And I, I mean, looking back or looking into that locker room right now, you know, outside of, outside of uh, actually knowing some of these guys and they're pretty strong in a lot of positions. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, a synopsis of of what they kind of talked about Dylan and uh Dylan talked about, you know, how hard they work throughout the season. Mm -hmm. um, Coach Halka touched on that as well and how, you know, it's not really when they start camp, they're not going to be doing like a lot of um, work to, to get in shape because they're already in shape. Mm -hmm. So it'll be getting used to hitting um, and getting that, you know, situated. Jace talked about, you know, wearing 37. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's interesting because – 
you know, a lot of the teams say the right things, like you said, they say the right things um, and they, they're confident that they, they're bringing that in. It almost reminds me of like uh, a presidential address, like the first mm-hmm. presidential address. You want to come in confident. All the teams are coming in confident. They're going to hit their marks that they want to, their agenda that they want to get done. Um, and so, uh, you know, what teams are going to be good, like you said, and which ones aren't. Um it's going to be interesting, uh, interesting year because the Big Sky is going to be pretty packed. Um, oh, yeah. There's not going to be, there's not going to be a team that's going to be horrible. There might be two teams that are going to be horrible. Um, but uh, what teams are those, Adam? Still the beans. <laughs> what teams are those? Um, you know, I'm not a believer in Cal Poly. Um, you know, I don't know. I. If there's a couple teams that that maybe we'll get it in the later episode that I I think they're missing some things. There's some teams that on paper kind of scare me. Um, mm-hmm. See, you're like the confident fan. I'm like I'm confident, but I'm like, oh crap! Skeptical. What about that? What about yeah? I'm cautious. like I don't put. Yeah. I'm cautious. I'm 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 a I'm a diehard Grizz fan, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, and so there's some great big side teams out there. And so it's going to be an interesting year, uh, that, that we're going to have, and hopefully fans can be there and hopefully we're going to have a lot of games and have a full season and, you know, wind up on, on with the trophy and, and yeah. be champions, man. That's how you could hope for them, man. You know, I mean, yeah. really, I mean, you, you, you kind of explained it yourself, Dylan and Jace, they both talked about the hard work they put in. You know, yep. and that's not no bash to any other team. But, you know, I know for a fact that those guys are working. You know, I see yeah. them all the time doing something. They're always together. I mean, it extends beyond just just working hard. You know, mm-hmm. what type of camaraderie do you have? What is a locker room relationships like? You know, what are the conversations going on to really kind of push and inspire these other, you know, these younger guys to, hey, come on with us. Follow the wave. Let's all roll together. Let's do this as a team, you know. Yeah. And so – that's what really I think truly kind of separates a lot of these teams. And I think, you know, I, I, I like to say that, you know, when I left, I think the seniors did a fantastic job showing those younger guys that, hey, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how the camaraderie and the relationships and, you know, that that, that friendship, regardless of what what where you at on the depth chart, you know, you still got to you got to show love everywhere and any chance you can, you know, and I think. I think at least me myself personally, I, I, I know that there was a lot of guys that did nothing but show me love, you know, yeah. and over the years coming from my freshman year to my senior year, you really kind of saw that love grow, you know, and into a deep, a deep bond with a lot of these guys and uh, being around that and, and being comfortable enough to go to the, the corner section, you know, where the cornerbacks are and feel just as comfortable as in my own little section with the offensive linemen, you know, Going over to the quarterbacks and, and and the running backs and the defensive linemen, you know, the guys who we butt with, head with heads with every single day. You know, I'm coming over to their lost side of the locker room after practice every single day just to say what's up. You know, yeah. and I think that type of thing extends extends deeper, except deeper than just working hard. And I think that a lot of programs do work hard, but I think we do have a little bit of, of an edge on that. You know, it, it's a yeah. culture. You're building a yep. culture, and I think Bobby's done a great job building a culture, man. And I mean, they built the culture. Now it's go, now it's time to go be vultures. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, yep. and it just it just kind of just the culture and all that. It's a locker room full of guys like each other 
uh, love each other. They have each other's backs. And so, you know, interviewing some past players and back in the Grizz like heydays, you know, that they cut, there were some players that said that they kind of stayed in their little own little groups. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting now to see um, the, you know, everyone yeah. getting together, everyone working hard. Um, and so that, that I, I don't think necessarily that actually comes from the coaches because the coaches can, you know, practice culture and everything like that. But you've got to have leaders inside that locker room oh, yeah. to be able to, to do that too. So that's a shout out to the players to kind of build off that and to grow that as well, because, you know, you probably know this angel, like one couple bad, you know, guys in there can ruin a chemistry can ruin what you have in there. And, and so um, I think we have a great locker room. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you said it spot on, man. It's, it's, it's a great locker room, you know? I mean, if I had the opportunity to go play right now, you know, I'd obviously debate it simply because I'm all types of <laughs> twisted and messed up. But at the same time, man, you know, like anybody says, man, I'm obviously joking about that. I'd get anything to have an opportunity to play again. You know, and I know, yeah. I know a lot of those guys that have put on that uniform say the same thing, man. It's one of those things. One more down. I do anything to have one more down. You hear coaches say it all the time, man. And it's like, truly, I, I feel like if I bent, went back right now, I'd be welcomed. You know, uh, even if I was a total stranger, I'd be welcome because that's just the type of culture that they have. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see that type of brotherhood and bond and friendship. You know, I'm sure yep. there's 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 some guys in your life, Adam, that, that you know, if they called you right now and they're like, hey, I'm in a fight right now in a street fight with 15 guys yep. and it's just me. You'd be like, I'm there you I'm know, there, regardless. Yep. And, yep. you know, it's it, I think it's it's true to a lot of those guys that, you know, that's how it is. But they're fortunate enough to have a band of. Uh, 75 to 100 guys at any given time to be like, all right, I got you, you know, yeah. and just think thinking about how powerful that is. It just it just breeds confidence, you know. Yeah, yeah. Amen, brother. Yep. Just think of this, man. Like you last played almost two years ago. Damn, uh, huh? you were you were the last senior class. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's credible. <laughs> that's just crazy to think about. Yeah, bro. I mean, it blows uh, my mind every single day thinking about it. I mean, I tell people, I mean, I went to the games during during quarantine, during the little mm-hmm. spring season, you know, yeah. but that wasn't nothing. You know, that truly wasn't the full game day experience. You know, I've still yet two years being removed from playing, you know, detaching myself as uh-huh. a football player. Like I still have yet to really yeah. see some football, Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm I'm talking about the experience of of the game day and stuff like that, you know. But I've I've seen those guys hit, and it's it's such a such a cool thing to see from an outside perspective, you know. You know, you, you see speed at a different level when you're on the field than you do on the uh, in the stands, you know. Yeah. You, yep. you you see the tempo of the play. You you see a bigger picture, and you're like, okay, I see what they're trying to do. I understand it. You know, I can appreciate it from a fan perspective. I'm just grateful enough to be around the program enough that it's like, okay, I have an idea what they're doing. I hear the calls, and I'm like, damn, flash me back to when I played. You know, Oregon. Flash me back to when I played. You know, Portland State. Flash me back to when I played. You know, the, the people up north, the cats. Yep. You know, I mean. Uh, so it was just a, a bunch of different, you know, kind of, a, a, I guess, overwhelming emotions when you kind of think about it and stepping away from it, man. And I'm just excited to to really get a full day game day experience. You know, I'm, I don't care what time it is, man. I'm going to be up at seven o'clock. I'm, you know, you can't call a day drinking if you're not drinking all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So, you know, you know, the, one of the things that I took from it was um, they talked about, you know, their COVID uh, protocols. And I don't know if you, you caught this. We're not going to get political. Sorry, we're not we're not going to get political because this isn't a political podcast. Um, but COVID is kind of something that we have to talk about here that uh, the commissioner did say that the some of the rates of getting vaccinated were low with some teams and some teams were really high. And so if there is a, a breakout of COVID in, in a team, that team's going to have to forfeit. And yeah. one, the one thing that kind of like shocked me is that they're not going to make up those games. So basically you're going to have a loss on your schedule with not really having a loss. Let's yeah. say, you know, you have um, a loss and, that, that that could directly affect the playoff picture. It really um, could, yeah. It it, yeah. it could have catastrophic, um, you know, with, with a team like us or maybe Eastern Washington that yeah. maybe that they're right on the bubble there. Um, so it it's sad. To, I would I would hate for a team to you know have to forfeit. They're one of those teams that can make it to the playoffs and make a run. Um, I really don't want that to happen. So I wish everybody the best um, and do what you think you need to do. Um, but yeah, it's that, that kind of shocked me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know about yeah. what you, what you think. It, it, it's a tough, tough, tough conversation to have with a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I, it, it, because on one side I get it, you know, mm -hmm. I, I understand the, the ramifications of how scared some people are and how, you know, it, it's, it's a necessity that one person should have the vaccine, you know, mm -hmm. especially being in such a close contact sport, you know, on the other hand, I do understand, and I guess this is where I'm really torn. I, I, I can see the side where people are like, why should I be forced to take mm -hmm. this vaccine? And I think that's where yeah. people have an issue. I think if it was just something kind of like the flu, like, Hey, it's recommended that you get a flu yeah. shot. You know, and majority of people be like, yeah, I agree. And I'm going to get yeah. a flu shot, you know. Yeah. But I think the fact that people are being forced to take it, the action of being forced is that's where people have the problem. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily the the actual vaccine part. I think it's the part that it's like people are trying to, you know, impose it on another person, you know. Yeah. And like, so that's where I'm really kind of torn. It's just kind of like, hey, like I get both sides. You know, I understand it. I understand where people are coming from. And it's like these athletes are kind of getting put in a position, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I mean, I understand it. it's the ramifications of playing football. If you want to play football, you're expected to do it. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, I've heard of players in the NFL that are like, yeah, I'm not taking it. You can't yeah. force me to take it, you know? Yeah. And so it's well, kind of like, there's, there's so many, there's so many things that, that we don't know. Um, yeah. And if you really want to, if you really want to know my, my thought on it, hit me up. I'll let you know what I think. Um, yeah. but there's just so many things, um, both ways that we don't know. Um, yeah. you know, some people can't take it yeah. because they're compromised. Um, so, you know, just, I, I, I would, I, I'm crossing my fingers, man, that no one has any like, um, bad cases where we had to forfeit. And then they didn't really go into like, okay, well, what, what would it if it would be one person? Would it be yeah. someone getting in close contact? Would yeah. it be like how many well, that, how many people would have to get it to be forfeit? Th this is where like it gets confusing in that regard, simply because even with the rack vaccine, there's still 
possibilities and potentials to catch the case. Yep. So what if you're vaccinated and something like that happens and you end up getting another person that has a vaccine sick, you know, on the team? Where where is that? I guess that silver lining. Where is it going to fall? I mean, it really isn't our place to really say, you know, I mean, I don't know nothing about nothing. I pride myself in being a dumbass, true and true, you know, <laughs> but like at the same time, it's like, huh, it's interesting to think about these types of things and the ramifications of sports in general. You know, yeah. because there's so many people that feel so strongly on either side that mm. where 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 do you meet in the middle? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, it, and it's so divisive right now that that no one is meeting in the middle and no one is compromising. So, um, yeah. it it's just it's just sad, man. Um, and hopefully we don't have any forfeits and um, we actually get to play games. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's what that's what it really dumbs up, what it dumbs down to. I mean, I know it makes it sound like we're trying to be political in this conversation, but at yeah. the end of the day, we just want to return to a place of normalcy. You know, yeah. whatever that means. You know, to get the job done and watch some just some football. You know, yeah. a, a normal a normal world. Yeah. You know, watch well, some football, it, enjoy it with family and friends and people that you love and care for. That's really what it boils down to for me yeah. personally. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's all I really want. Well, and if people, you know, they, they want to hear our our points on it or our yep. views, they can hit us up and 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 do that. But, you know, we want to talk about sports. I know that, you know, a lot of people have had a hard time with the COVID and the pandemic. So we're trying to bring some light to people and and get this to be a, a, a football sports podcast. Um, there's a whole lot of political podcasts out there. If you want some, um, <laughs> go check those out, I guess, or hit us up and we'll, and we'll tell you what we feel like. So yeah, but, yeah, man, there are some preseason awards that we need to give a shout out to some Grizz players, you know, uh, Walter Payton award, Samuel Kim is, uh, on the list for that. Um, the Buchanan award, Jace Lewis is on that list as well. Um, Walter Payton award, I believe is like the best. It's it's basically the the Heisman, I believe, for the FCS preseason All Big Sky: Conlon the Beaver, Jace Lewis, Robbie Houck, uh, Matthew Adonahue, and Samuel Akem. So mm-hmm. uh, we've got five All Big Sky uh, preseason mm-hmm. there as well. So mm-hmm. you know we are a pretty heavy skill oriented team. Um, it'll be interesting there's some people on there that uh i think are gonna surprise people and they're gonna show out and mm-hmm. maybe we'll keep that under wraps because i've got a couple names and I, I would love to hear yours too um but yeah i i think there's they're gonna be and, and like with those preseason awards you can never really like oh it's it's an honor for the player to have to get recognized but you know accurately they're not i wouldn't say they're 75 percent accurate I think it's like 50%. I, I would say mm-hmm. there's so many things that can happen that would change something. So um, yeah. it's just kind of, of a gratification recognition for those players, hard work. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, so just to kind of clarify things, the, the Buchanan award is, is awarded to the best defensive player defensive in player. the FCS. Yeah. And yep. the Walter Payton is essentially the same thing, just offensive offense. So yeah. we got, I mean, think about that. We have two players yeah. that are nominated for both, you yep. know, blows my mind. You know, yeah. think about that. The, the amount of talent that you have to have. I mean, you're fortunate enough to have one player to be even be considered in that conversation. You got two, you know, yeah. on yep. top of that, going down the list, you got player after player, you know, kind of that are up for, you know, some major time recognition, 
you know, Conlon Beavers, you know, I mean, a little bit about Conlon, like he struggled his first year when he was there, you know, I won't get into specifics about it, you know, he knows it, but I mean, coming into, I mean, he was weighing, I might even be wrong with this number, but 240, 250, you know, a small, small, tall guy, but small guy. You know, and yeah. it took him years and years and years and years of hard work. And that look at the tank that he is now. You oh, know, yeah. 300 and damn near 10 pounds, you know, solid, yeah. being considered one of the best offensive players in the country right now, which is absolutely incredible, you know. And learning about some of these guys, you know, it, like Sammy Kim, I would I would assume that he got more recognition so much earlier on in his career. You know, I think he's been an outstanding player for, for a long, long time. You know, Jay's getting the award, obviously, is an awesome, awesome consideration. I mean, we even got people on special teams, man. OD, you know, killing it in the game. But OD's yeah. been a legend. OD's been really, really good for a long time. People don't understand yeah. that. Yeah, that consistency, man, consistency. Yeah. I, I would even put him up there, you know, long snappers. You, you put him up there with some of the, the great uh, Division One snappers, too. Because yeah. consistency, that, that. That is what it is. It, yeah. How consistent can you be over yeah. a period of time? And he's the best. Yeah. So. And he love he loves it, man. He loves that position. You know, it, that's it. He he was born, you know, to <laughs> one of those guys that was meant to do one of those things, man. It's just, you know, he's passionate about it. He loves being around the guys, man. And he's just such a such a hey, let's get it done type of yeah. attitude, you know. She's like, man, yesterday sucked, but we're gonna get it done today. You know, oh, that workout sucked, but we're going to we're going to get after it. You know, so it's just really, really cool to get recognition on all types of levels, man, from special teams to offense, to defense, to O-line, to, you know, defensive front. I mean, it doesn't matter, man. We got some we got some great players and that's all that really matters. Well, and just the amount of players that we have and just the depth, dude, just blows my mind. Like it, it, just, it feels like it just happened overnight, too. Sure. And I know it probably, you know, it probably didn't. Um, but it just feels like that it just happened overnight that we got the the depth that we didn't have um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I guess I, I kind of disagree with that because I've been I've been at it for been five there. years, man. I've been there. I've been there. We've been working at this for a long, long time, bro. Yeah. Let me just say that. But I mean, kudos to them, man. It's just been what a ride, you know, and it's finally here. You know, we're less than a month away from, you know, really kind of getting into the nitty gritty. And so. A lot of these guys are working their tails off. I mean, but let me tell you, man, the first day of camp or the first couple of days are no joke. I hate camp. I hate camp so much. I'm not jealous of these guys at well, all. And I've and I and I've I've heard that. Why why is it so bad? Like, cause the the guys have been working out, and I know it's a different kind of workout. You know, you're not lifting yeah. weights. It's it's full contact where you haven't probably been hitting each other. Um, yeah. Why is it so grueling, man? Okay, okay, okay. This might be. Um, uh, somebody told me this one time we had a guy that came in and he kind of related things in his life to things in our life with this one analogy. And people might think this is kind of weird. So he says, can you ever prepare for getting kicked in the nuts? No, <laughs> you could never prepare for that. You know, you can, you can get kicked 10 times in oh. a day to prepare for like that one big day, but mm -hmm. it's still going to hurt. It's the same type of thing with football, you know, regardless of how hard you work out, everything that you do, there is nothing like that first day soreness. There is nothing like that first day of pad soreness. You know, mm -hmm. it's just one thing. It takes your, it, it shocks your body because yeah. you're, 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 you're breaking your down your muscles in a different way and you're yeah. do, doing it with physical force. 
you know, obviously your body adjusts. And it's one of those things where you just kind of realize after, after a long day of practice, it's like, okay, I'm not throbbing in pain right now. Like my body's not pulsating and I'm not, you know, inflamed. It sucks. I'm in pain all the day long, but I'm not like throbbing from the pain, you know? Yeah. And so how long, how long do you think Angel does it take your body to get used to the, the constant hitting? Cause I would think, you know, probably like a, a week of contact that would probably get your body kind of jolted and you'd be used to it or it'd be a well, couple weeks. Well, dang, man. I mean, it gets to a point where you're just kind of like, your only goal, at least for me, when I was playing, it was like, all right, they structure your day in, in time increments. So you know exactly where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And Hawk's whole philosophy is you're supposed to be there on time plus 15, like 15 mm-hmm. minutes early. Yep. You should be. That's your on time time. You know, yeah, that's how I was, I was raised. <laughs> yeah. Even if it says 11 o'clock, your ass is sitting in the chair at 1045, you know, yeah. so. They have this structured out whole day plan. So for me, it got to a point where it was like, there's no point in counting down the days. It's more like logical in my mind to count down the segments, the segments of time. So I'd be like, all right, from 6.15 to this time, that's my first goal. And then from there, it's like, okay, after that, we're getting ready for lift. Okay, that's my goal. Just get to lift and get through lift. You know, and then from there, it's like, okay, then we got meetings and then we got practice and then we got lunch and then we got, you know, the walkthroughs and this and that and this and that. And then for me, it was just like, okay, all I can do is focus, focus on this increment of time. You know, I'm going to the food zoo, but I'm eating as much food as I can to prep me for the day. And then I'm going to lift. And, you know, even though I'm hella sore, I'm giving everything I got in order to get through this lift. And then from there, you go to meeting rooms and you know, some you you're sitting there and you're falling asleep because you're in a dark room. You know, you're watching film and you see guys nodding off and you know shaking shaking themselves awake. You know those types of things. A lot of the guys have some type of chewing gum or sunflower seeds to keep them up. And it's like okay, all I gotta do is you know, pay attention, pay attention. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> and so that's how it was for me. That's how I structure my days. Everybody's a little bit different. You know, some guys are like, yeah, this is a breeze, but. Actually, no, I don't think I've ever heard a guy say this is a breeze. No, it's pretty tough for everybody. So <laughs> it sucks. And no one can get used to being kicked in the nuts. That, no. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's – a, oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, you, can, I mean, you understand that, man. When oh, you, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been kicked in the nuts, man. That, that, that yeah. hurts. It, you yeah. never get used to that. You never get – so it's the same type of thing. Regardless, that first day I can't you never get used to it. You know, it's not something you look forward to. A lot of people, you know, it, it – it, mentally tests you in a lot a lot of ways and plus yeah. you get you got these angry coaches that you yelling at you all day you know yeah. who, who likes that and you're in the middle of summer and it's yeah. not like it's not like coach bobby hawk is like all right let's wake up at six to beat the heat he's like no 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 no. we're we're gonna practice at the hottest point of the day between two and five <laughs> six two and six we're gonna be out on the field and i'm like ah so you're sweating bricks you're sweating yeah. bricks just put it on your, you're putting on your pads and you're like oh man today's gonna suck how, how, how hard would that be? Or you, you've been there. How hard is that coming to camp as a high school player? Because I would just think that would just blow my mind. Yeah. Like, yeah holy when, criminy. When I first came to camp my first day, um, getting out, obviously the first day is non-padded. You, you, yeah. you make your way up. But I remember my first day, I, I mean, coming from where I grew up, I'm at sea level. Yeah. You know, I mean, out here, you're 3,000, 4,000 above sea level, you know. Mm-hmm. So my first day, I was extremely, extremely winded. 
to oh, a point wow. where I was like, I think I'm going to pass out. You know, <laughs> I've, I've never thrown up in a workout. I've never passed out in a workout. Thank, thank goodness. But in that first day, that day, and then uh, one of the days with Bobby Hawk, those two days, those are the only two in mind that I almost got close to like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to pass out. I'm going <laughs> to fall and knock myself out because I'm, I can't, I can't do it right now. I can't breathe. My helmet hurts. I'm kind of like suffocating in my helmet because it was a little bit too small at the time. And okay. I remember that, that first day of camp, though, I was like, okay, I'm trying to show out, do everything my way, my way. And mm. I remember one of the players grabbed me by the face mask and he punched me in the face. And I remember I took it, took it in the face and he was yelling at me because I wasn't following the, the script. So what they would essentially do, they would come up, gather the defense up, show us a play and be like, this is what you guys are supposed to do. I okay. thought in my mind, oh, that's just a recommendation. <laughs> like, I didn't know that that was like what you, you know, follow follow by, by the book. Yeah. So I was doing everything. I was spinning inside. I was trying to, you know, I thought I was, I thought I was somebody. I thought I was Miles Garrett or something. And he got <laughs> me in the face, punched me in the face. He said, basically, in the nice way of putting it without getting too, you know, too specific. He was like, <laughs> knock it off. Yeah. You got to stop doing this, you know? And so that first day at camp, man, it was atrocious for me, you know, but eventually wow. it was one of the things day by day after a long time, you know, you get, you, you don't necessarily get used to it, but you just approach every camp in a different type of way, yeah. you know, a, a work day. It's, it's a work day. It's a work month. You know, you're busy from sunrise oh, yeah. to sundown. You, you blink and you wake up and it's like that, you know, for 28 days or something like that, you know. But then yeah. that first week comes and that first wind comes. And before you know it, you're you're nine weeks in and it's 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 starting to cool down and get kind of cold. And, you know, and all you can do, man, is just appreciate it. That's really all you can't do. And I know these guys, I mean, I mean, they got a solid class and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the season progresses and their thoughts and their feelings and the way that they hold themselves the last couple of games, man, because it gets to a point where nothing's promised, you know, that, that Weber state game, uh, when we lost it, man, that I went home the next day, I was like, I'm ready to play. I can still play. Yeah. You know, regardless of how tweaked and messed up. And there was multiple times during out the season where, you know, I was on the ground and blacking out a little bit because I was in so much pain from, you know, my neck or my back or my knee, you know, because of this nerve damage and feeling this way, man. But I'm sitting there after the game the next day, you know, kind of thinking of taking it all in, trying to process it. And I'm like, damn, I still got more weeks in me. You know, I got more time in me. I could still play regardless of the type of, you know, how my body was feeling. You know, I was like, hey, I wasn't ready to end it, man. And I was yeah. I was ready to I was ready to give it my all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like legit cripple myself at one point to to get it done, get the job done. So I mean, to each his own, man. To, I mean, it's nothing but good things, Adam. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm grateful for it because I have such a newfound respect, appreciation, you know, love for virtually everything in my life. And I think yeah. that's the coolest thing about it, man. I mean, I tell people the story and people usually tell me like, oh, gosh, it sucks. You know, you must have. But, man, I. If I do it again, I'd do it again with those same guys in that same room and for those same coaches and, you know, everything I possibly could. More if I could. If I found ways to do more, I would try to do more. Dude, when you just talk about, like, how, how much pain you endured, I just think of, like, me throwing my back out and how, how much of a pansy <laughs> I am. And I'm like, dude, 
I'm such a pansy. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, man, wow. don't, don't even worry about it, man. I'm telling you now. Any oh, type, any type of injury these oh. days, I'm like, that's it. I'm out for two oh. days. Like, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not pushing my body into into that limit unless I need to. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, we, football times came out, buddy. Football times and kickoffs came out. You know, we have that first game with uh, Washington, but. That first home game is September 11th. It's going to be a night game yep. against Western Illinois. So that's exciting yep. to have that one, that maroon out. So that that'll be a packed game, and it, it's exciting to think that we've got we've got football. What less than a month away, man. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. I mean, all you could do is count down the days. That's really it, man. Exactly. You know? I mean, it's a game of of it's. You're part of an industry that you don't know what the hell is going to go on. Yeah, you can only predict as much as you can predict. But I mean, you've seen some crazy, crazy stuff. So nothing's out the table at this point. You know, I mean, realistically, you know, I mean, everybody knows this quote from Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth. You know, regardless of who it is. You yeah. know, I just hope you know we come back like a Muhammad Ali. And if you guys know anything about him specifically, you know, I think Mike Tyson talks about it in his podcast. I don't know if you've seen this man, but he's really crying. He's tearing up because he realizes that Muhammad Ali was the better boxer. He was, he was more, it was his life. Mm -hmm. And because of how he saw him live, he realized that boxing wasn't it for him because Muhammad Ali was willing to die for it. You know, he said that he was like watching those fights and listening to him talk about it. He was he was willing to kill himself in the ring. And he said, and I wasn't. And that's what hurts the most, you yeah. know. And so I was like, damn. OK, <laughs> so it truly is like, get up yeah. get after it, you know. So it's like, hey, I'm just I'm hoping we're ready to swing, man. That's it. Well, one thing before we, we uh, get off here, one thing that came out with Big Sky Media Days is the protected rivalries. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our. I think all the schools had to uh, write down their four rivalries that they think they wanted to protect. And um, they would, I think, get two of those. Um, mm-hmm. And so our protected rivalry that we'll have is, uh, you know, Montana State. Um, but we used to have Idaho, and Idaho is not no longer a protected rivalry. It is now Portland State. Yeah, I think that's um, so dumb, bro. I'm going to be honest I, with you. I, I truly think it's dumb. Like, uh, like that's that's not to bash anything, but it's just like when I played, I didn't, I didn't think it was a rivalry. You no. know, I think, I think, did they give us? I mean, when I, whenever I played them, for the most part, like they've given us a good, a good punch in the face. You know, as far as trying yeah. to fight back. You know, yeah. I think out of the three years, I think they beat us once or four years, they beat us once or twice. I don't know, yeah. whatever. So I was like, they came to play for sure. You know, and even the games that we did win, it was like, okay, they were they were still trailing up on us, you know, by two touchdowns or a touchdown or, you know, trying to make their way back into the fight for sure. So do I think yeah. they're a battle? Yes. Do I think they're a rival? No. Yeah. You know, and that's all respect to them, man. I mean, really, truly all respect to them. But seriously, I thought when I played Idaho this past year, man, I did not like those guys one bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real with you. And there's a lot of guys on the team that felt the same way. We didn't agree with some of the stuff they were doing after the whistle, how they were, you know, because there's so much talking that goes on. Everybody just thinks it's grunts and huts and good jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of smack talk to be had. And 
Idaho, a lot of those players, man, had something to say at, at many points in time during the game, man. I want to get into specifics. But, <laughs> man, I don't like those guys for sure. I don't like those well, guys for sure. It, it just, you know, I, I understand, you know, you, you list a list of four teams. You're not going to get all of them that you have. You know, if I'm, if I'm Montana, I'm putting Montana State at the top, okay? Mm-hmm. My number two wouldn't be Idaho. Yeah, it'd be probably um, Eastern, huh? It'd be Eastern Washington, yep. then Idaho, and then I, I have no clue who would be that next one, but it wouldn't be Portland State. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even know, man. I mean, even if I'm thinking about it, maybe four. That I, if Worst case scenario, if I ever did put them four, like, I wouldn't expect, you know, the FCS to be like, you know what? We're going to take State, and we're going to take uh, Portland State. And that's yeah. going to be their rivals. Like, no, it makes a lot more sense to have Eastern. It makes a lot more sense to have State. You yeah. know, it makes more I, sense to have Weber at this. I point. would have, I would have Weber State as my number four. Yeah. Um, and so the, the one thing that I don't get is we are doing a whole new ESPN Plus. We're going to get a, uh, this platform that we've never had before. When you're going to a platform that you're hoping to give your conference more of an exposure. You're wanting to have your best teams on the field so that you in the rivalry games. And and that what shows you that is ESPNU, the, the primetime games that they have. Uh, one of those is Montana and Eastern Washington. And then I believe the other one that is going to be picked up is Montana State, Weber State. So they are showing you which rivalries they want to show. The conference has to show those and protect those rivalries. Um, it feels to me um, not to, you know, Bobby Houck and, and, and um, Barnum ha- have a, a great relationship. And there is a whole bunch of articles about their relationship. It really feels like that was why. Um, I really think that that could be catastrophic for a deal with ESPN down the line where you're not getting those games that you want to see, those protected rivalries. And looking at Idaho, yeah, you, if you want to kind of bicker back and forth, Idaho is the second longest rivalry in in the big sky, right behind mm-hmm. Montana, Montana State. So, and, and Idaho fans, I wouldn't put you number two just because it hasn't been a battle for a gone. while. They've yeah, been they've gone, been bro. gone, and and it's been lopsided. We've we've won a lot more games, and it hasn't been um, competitive. Now they're gonna say, "Hey, but we we're above um, you in the you know amount of times of win loss." That's true. There's been ebbs and flows in that, just like the cat cat grizz. There's ebbs and flows in that as well. Um, but I just think that they're doing doing a dis- disservice to them and to the fans that you're not protecting those rivalries that people want to see, and you're not getting the money from ESPN for mm-hmm. you're not you're not getting they're not going to want ESPNU Montana versus Portland State. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? They're not going to want that game. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't even think Root Sports is going to want that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, bro, and that's I mean... the other that's the other entity that they're, they're buying games you're going to be on espn plus and, and you're going to have low fans at that game lower fans but mm-hmm. it, it just it rubbed me the wrong way of and and i understand that you're not going to get your rivalries all but if you're putting four of those man you cannot honestly tell me that portland state is a rival yeah that is that is ridiculous 
I mean, hell, man. I mean, maybe something we don't know. Maybe something we don't see. You know, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 I don't know, man. I mean, I, I really don't know how to continue that conversation without just being like, hey, you know what? Whoever we play, good luck. That's it. Yeah. You know, whoever well, and, we play, be yeah. ready and yeah. make sure you guys come with your A game because the game's, you know, regardless of who it is, it could be Portland State, it could be Alabama. I don't care who it yeah. is. You know, I know those guys are going to want to go to war week in and week out. And that's not really matters, man. Like you dub, man. I'm just waiting. I'm, you know, I'm counting down the days yeah. for that UW game, man. I'm just, yeah. we're going to see who's ready to play when that whistle blows, you know, for kickoff, whoever returns, whoever receives offense, defense don't matter. You know, it's one man lined up in front of another man. Let's see who comes out on top. You know, exactly. That's exactly. It. All right. Well, Hey guys, that's going to probably do it for this episode. Uh, Make sure that if you have not rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, that tremendously helps us out a lot. Also, we want to make this, if you want to hear something on that we're not covering, uh, get a hold of us. Get a hold of us. We want to make this as streamlined, as fan-oriented as possible. Um, so get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us at Twitter, uh, Instagram, and at our Facebook page, at Fight on Montana. Uh, last thoughts, Angel. What do you got? Hey, go Grizz, baby. That's all I gotta say. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. We got we got football in the coming days, man. Mm-hmm. Excited for it, brother. Thanks for listening, guys. Like you said, feel free to reach out to us, get on in touch with us, and uh, we'll see you guys for the next episode.